having the right people on board. You know, that's what you're, that's what a company and a brand really are, are comprised of is the people that are, are doing the work every day. And that was Rob from East Brother Beer Company on this week's episode of Brewers. This podcast is proudly affiliated with the Mass Brew Bros. Check out their website to stay up to date with all Mass Beer related news. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to another episode of Brew Roots. I'm Ryan. And I'm also Ryan. Oh, weird. Wait. Where's Ryan? Ryan's not here. Oh. I got so confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, Ryan is very tired. He has been working a ton. So we said, Ryan, you get the night off. Go home. Go home. Get out of here. He does a ton of work for the podcast. He does. And uh, him and Jazz, Small Pond Studio. Jazzy Jazz. You you guys make this podcast sound amazing. Amazing. If any other podcasters are out there listening to that uh, podcast and you and wonder... you want to sound as amazing as we do. You should check out Small Pond Studios because, honestly, I don't have the time to edit an episode. Erica, do you have the <laughs> nope. time? No. Definitely not. So we're very fortunate. But, uh, yeah. Who do we have this week? We have Rob from East Brother Beer Company. That's right. And it's a singular brother. One brother. That's right. At a beer company. It, you know what? <laughs> You're absolutely right. Um, big shout out to Field Crest Brewing. That was an awesome episode. Thank you guys for doing that for us, Adam and Shannon. Yeah. We definitely appreciate you guys. And I love the Western Mass beer scene. So Can't wait to get back out there. If you guys listen to that episode and are joining us for the first time, um, welcome. Yeah welcome um so you guys know what's going on today we are gonna be talking about the beer we've been drinking this week so what have you been drinking erica whoop, whoop. um it's a good question uh we just had some channel marker so yeah we did that was pretty solid i finally had um their pinwheel no propeller their propeller yeah Thank you, pinwheel <laughs> um that was crazy straight popsicle oh my god i cannot I, wait i didn't know beer could taste like a popsicle it's sad that it is the beginning of fall because that might have been my beer of the summer right yeah it's yeah. hard getting their beer right now no, so totally. it's like definitely um you know i've been i've been drinking a lot of bottled beer Weird. i know i've been so into where do you find bottled well beer? i i bought <laughs> I, we went to Trillium, so full disclosure. We, oh, that's true. We got some bottled beer from Trillium. We went out to yep. um, Metro Boston area, Canton, Norwood, all those areas, to, yeah. um, and we stopped at Trillium. No, we did not interview Trillium. They were on the list. Yes. <laughs> One day. I just want people to know that we have it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and me not being a huge double IPA fan, and I think they do phenomenal double IPAs, yep. don't get me wrong, yeah. Um, I think their true feather in their cap is their bottle series. Agreed. You and I both just got bottles from them. That's right. Yeah. I bought $40 worth of bottles, yeah. which doesn't sound like a lot, but it was eight bottles, which yeah. is kind of cool. It's a solid amount. Yeah. Like yeah. I got a beer for $2.67. Yeah. I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've been enjoying that. And I, it was kicked off by actually having um, Gilded Skulls. Um, Oh, they're malted the sunflower. Saison? Yeah, they're saison. Yeah. I was like, what? That oh was like my 3%, god! Right? Yes. Let me uh, let me just pull up the notes. I, I took notes on this beer. Wow. Like I you never don't do that. I never do that. But that's because like this is the style that like I love. So it's actually a petite mixed culture sunflower seed saison called Every Sunrise, and it's a two point seven percent beer. That's crazy. Yes, two point oh. seven. That's difficult to do. Yeah. So. 
he's doing some awesome stuff right now um and like i i, I know i feel like i hype up uh gilded skull every week but <laughs> it's true we uh i love i post their stuff a lot <laughs> yeah i like their ipas don't get me wrong yeah no but, they do solid um, stuff this saison like totally impossible beer for them to like brew on a mass oh level for sure. but like if they start doing like small bottle series of this beer i will be so excited we will buy it for sure but that goes back yeah, yeah so i've just been drinking um a bunch of mixed culture and um and, uh farmhouse style and saisons and so on and so forth that's cool and uh yeah you know i i've been drinking some ciders because i'm i'm thinking of brewing a cider next oh very so cool. i've been like doing some like studies and then, boy there are just not a lot of ciders out there that i love no stow cider i think is still my go-to yeah for that, cider that in, there's also just clean dry yeah. not super sweet at all that and honestly like lookout farm like yeah those are like we had some other stuff recently yeah. and i would agree with that hands yeah, down those are like my two go-to ones and um i just i i personally cannot do the super sweet no um i get such a headache from yeah, them so yeah, i lean sugar. towards the dry stuff so i've been doing some uh cider research yeah. which sounds so douchey i want to do cider but yeah too. yeah we should do that yeah you okay. know what i'm excited um because cider juice is going to be available at beer mine hobby coming. pretty soon right yeah. yeah yeah definitely uh so i'm excited i did it a couple of years ago and it just came out so awful so mm. yeah it, it happens again. yeah i was yeah. young and dumb and watched one youtube video so i'm doing a little bit more research yeah yeah, 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 and uh, I made a hard seltzer because. How did that come out? Have you tried it yet? Awesome! So I did a nice. little bit. Uh, I did a little bit different. Um, I and the next one I'm going to be doing more of a mash for it, so I'm okay. excited to do it. Um, it's 5.2 percent, so it's a little bit. It's a little bit harder. That's not right. Yeah, it's a little bit harder. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah. 4.7 is kind of the the target. Um, but I did a pina colada one. Yeah. Which. I don't think I'll ever do a pina colada. <laughs> it's just, it's something about pineapple flavor, like mm, the extract. It tastes like difficult. horsey to me. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, we were trying to ask all our guests now how they feel about seltzers. Mm -hmm. And I think I've, I, I've full disclosure, I, I enjoy a hard seltzer. Same. I've grown, Honestly, I've had a few. Yeah. I, I don't mind them. I grew up drinking seltzers um, because, you know, my parents were like, no soda, right? So yeah. it's like the alternative for me growing up was seltzer. seltzer. Yeah. Um, so I do like that carbonation. And to me, like, I'm never going to, I'm never the type of person that's going to go for those light domestic beers. Yeah. So this gives me an option that's a little bit more healthy. Air quotes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Air quotes. Um, just lighter. And like, honestly, they do, they do hit you after They're a while. Yeah, summer, like, they are. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, the, the bigger brands do a good job. I yeah. Do. No, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And and <laughs> it's funny. I've, I don't think I've gone to a brewery and gotten a seltzer. So. I don't know that I have either. I'm always tempted to. Yeah, I, I am too. And it's I like. I just always have a moment of like, is it wrong if I buy this seltzer? I know. And it's like. <laughs> Which seems so dumb, but I don't know. So it's, it's like a, it's a blessing and a curse. Like every yeah. time we go to a brewery, we know the people that work there yeah. we love the people that work there we, we 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 say hi we talk shoot the shit right and like they're always so proud to be like oh i just brewed this beautiful saison yeah you really like this or they'll be like well, matt actually, we're gonna I make really this i want to try yeah. your seltzer <laughs> yeah. or my my favorite is just like matt i really want you to try the ipa i think you'll actually like this one i do like cool. it yeah cool, cool. Right. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i i always want to try a seltzer just because i'm like yeah 
Why not? Yeah, Why I'm not? always curious like how different breweries are are making it. And honestly, if they're any good, like I don't know. I'm sure they're good. I'm sure they're good, right? But yeah. like I'm just yeah. Yeah. It's not just a weird thing to make. It's always curious to see how yeah. it comes out. One brewery we know for sure is not brewing seltzers is our guest this week. Yes. And let's give you a little bit of background. So our guest this week, they are from Richmond, California. Yep. And Richmond is in the San Francisco Bay Area. And I have that that area is like near and dear to my heart. I spent an extended period of time um, at a company that I worked for, um, and I fell in love with that area. And uh, it's so expensive to live out there. So pipe yeah. dream, maybe one day. <laughs> but um, they are specializing in lagers. Yeah, that's like all their core beers are lagers. Yeah. It's well, I'm sorry. I think they had a couple of they, they had a red one, IPA. Yeah, yeah red yeah. IPA. Yep. Um, but yeah, just crystal clear, yes. absolutely beautiful, easy drinking, yeah. well balanced. Um, they send us a six pack, and thank you so much, by the way. Thank you yes. so much. Um, I'm really sad I can't get any. More oh my of it god, I'm trying to if like. If you're ever out there, find it. Yeah, and it's I, amazing. I'm trying to like find people in the San Francisco area. Like, I see a bunch of people posting about it, and yeah. they're like, "Oh yeah, I've gone there," and like yeah. that area is so densely populated with breweries now, so it's like they're kind of spoiled, like we are. Um, Definitely. But it was cool to learn about the California scene um, because California is like 15 Massachusetts. Yeah, there's, right? yeah, it's yeah. a fairly it's large a big state. state. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm probably even underestimating that. Potentially. But, you know, to, to learn about a scene, because when you think California, what do you think? The West Coast IPA, right? Yeah. Like super pliny, right. bitter, high IBUs. Yeah, for sure. And these guys are like literally loggers and um which i would never think of no i wouldn't coming either. out of the west coast yeah so this was erica's get you got this brewery Woo-hoo. yeah so like honestly this was a a great interview because i felt like i learned a lot yeah again like you were saying it was just really cool to hear about a yeah. different beer scene yeah and it's not that we don't want to highlight the massachusetts scene or any of all of new england all or of new whatever england. For that sure. is still like home and i, I want to establish always that have like, new england brewers on come um, on though but i i think it's important for our listeners to learn about other areas and get excited right, about sure. other areas because yeah. um some of the best breweries you know are in our area but there are a lot of people doing amazing things across the country and uh it's cool to highlight them because i mean it's not like we were like we're gonna go interview Budweiser, you know, or it was whatever. like we still like we yeah. still like we're like we're, we're gonna support craft, local, yo. and yeah. it is really funny. Like we recently interviewed Channel Marker, and they're on a two barrel system, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're really small." Blows my mind. And East Brother was like, "We're on like a hundred barrel system, and that's small." Like yeah, remember, right, like right. I was like, "Wait, yeah. that is so big, that's like huge. that is yeah, so yeah. big." Like yeah. so, it is funny to to hear what people perceive as small Definitely. breweries, and uh, Definitely. yeah. So, there's Pink Boot news. Yeah, so Pink Boots Boston's finally having a meeting. Um, it's virtual. Of so, course. you know, obviously we're going to keep it safe and all that jazz. But um, it's coming up this month. It's going to be on September 17th. Register by the 10th. Basically, they're going to be highlighting the Honey Summit, um, which is really cool. To learn a little bit about honey and how yeah. to use it in beer. Um it's kind of all stemmed from the Trillium and the National Honey Board collab. And now we're getting this really awesome free meeting. Yeah. 
on it, which is really freaking cool. As someone who raises bees, it's so important. Yeah. It's such a cool thing, and I'm, yeah. I'm very excited. And I know Trillium does great work with that, and I know that Pink Boots will do great work yeah. with that. The thing I thought was really cool is I saw that Wormtown and Notch were testing out some of the hop blends and putting their input into some of the hop blends for Pink Boots. Yeah. So I know, like, Brienne and yeah, Jenna yeah, yeah. Um, and Katrina, they were all putting their input into some hop blends. Yep. Which is really cool. Really cool. So we're getting all ready for the next yeah. Pink Boots hop blend for next year. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, like, an awesome beer alert, like, a new beer is coming out. And I'm just doing this because I know Jenna's listening. So oh, yeah. uh, Golden Cherry Gold is uh, getting released. It's a Cherry Goza uh, from Wormtown. Yeah, is it only in um, Paige's place? Or no, is it no, it, I think it's at Worcester. Yeah. So cool. So, so uh, you know, get down there, support our BFF. Yeah, support Jenna. Biffle. Yeah, she's the best. Yeah, she's yeah. the best. And, like, I'm excited to try that beer because Definitely. Jenna's such a talented brewer. And Tokes, I'm very excited to have her. Uh, have her kind of big big boy, big girl beer. Big yeah, girl beer. big girl yeah. beer. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting for her and, and Wormtown because that's. Uh, kind of a different style for them definitely yeah so i guess without further ado we have an episode to get to we do but we also have a new sponsor that you guys <gasps> are going to hear about stay tuned in here because we're very excited, excited about, about, about this, this one and like yeah. we just love the person the people the family that runs this this organization Lots of love. definitely yeah so you i know. guess you know take it away to our awesome sponsors Cheers. Cheers. We miss you, Ryan. Did you know that your favorite Massachusetts breweries use hops from a local family-owned hop farm right here in Massachusetts? Our friends over at Four Star Farms are there for you whether you're a commercial brewery or a small batch home brewer. Make sure to head over to their website today and get your hands on some of the best and freshest hops available locally. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, Sound Guy Ryan here. Didn't know if you heard, but we're a part of the Hopped Up Network. There you'll find other informative podcasts about beer. So go ahead, follow them on social media, and visit them on their website, hoppedupnetwork.com, to learn more about the people, beer, and breweries from around the country. And until next time, thanks for listening. Cheers. This week's episode would not be possible without our amazing sponsor, Shirts on Tap. Each month, they team up with breweries from across the country and create a custom shirt and deliver it to your doorstep, along with stickers and coupons. Sign up today using the promo code BREWROOTS for $5 off your first box. Head on over to ShirtsOnTap.com today. And remember, drink better beer, wear better shirts. At our local homebrew shop, Beer and Wine Hobby, you can get everything you need to make beer, wine, cider, and cheese. Not sure where to start? The knowledgeable staff at Beer and Wine Hobby are there to help. Beer and Wine Hobby is family-owned and located in Danvers, Massachusetts. To learn more about them, check out their website, www.beer-wine.com. Don't forget to use our promo code BREWROOTS for 10% off your online order today. Cheers! Cheers. 
Hey everyone, we are here for another episode of Brutes, and thanks to Small Pond Studios, we were able to do this interview in kind of record time. We were having a little bit of uh, technical difficulties before it, but Sound Guy Ryan and Jazz like figured it honestly out in record time, and uh, we were able to do this interview tonight. Uh, and we're kind of on a three-hour time delay, uh, doing this a little bit later than we usually would. Huh. But I'm glad we're doing it because this area of the country is kind of near and dear to my heart. I spent quite a bit of time out in this area for an extended period of time, and I'm excited to interview this brewery. And what are we doing? Where is this brewery? Well, this brewery happens to be in Richmond, California. Oh. <laughs> and I'm very excited about that because it's a cool area. Oh, very cool that's area. Cool. And who are we interviewing, Erica? We're interviewing Rob of East Brother Beer Company. And it's a singular brother. And One bro. Also, beer company. Right. That's right. Um, and we're going to find out the story behind that because apparently. It's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Rob, how are you tonight? Thank you for doing this. I'm great. Thank you guys. We really appreciate it. Yeah, we, we appreciate you coming on. We're cracking one of your awesome beers. Uh, we do have to admit, we drank all of the. It was a pre pro. pro. We, yeah, we had the pre pro lager. Lager. Thank you. Yep. And I am obsessed with lagers and pilsners. So having one from the left coast, in my opinion, is just like awesome to see. And this is awesome. It was great. So I'm very excited to hear about your brewery and what you guys are doing because. Uh, I see quite a bit of you guys on the internet. So um, we start every podcast by asking our guests uh, what their first memory of beer is and their role at the brewery. So take it away. Uh, yeah. So, and by the way, I, I want to talk about that pre-pro later because that's one of our, it's one of our series beers is the limited release, but it's just like, there's a kind of a cool story behind it too. So anyway, we'll, we'll hold that for now. Oh, um, yeah. I, uh, I'm one of the two co-founders of East Brother Beer Company. Um, we opened in late, 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 late 2016. So this is kind of year four for us. Um, my first memory of beer, I'm kind of on the older side, I'm in my fifties. So, uh, I, I probably go further back than you guys do. Um, yeah, it's probably like, I'd say, I'd say my dad, my dad drank a lot actually, <laughs> but he, but, uh, but Schlitz, you guys remember Schlitz? Oh, yeah. Yes. We, yeah. We've you know? heard of such things. No, would yeah. this be the pop-top <laughs> yeah. Schlitz? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, the ring that you take off. Yeah. Right? That that then, you know, fouls the environment. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that would probably be my first memory of, of beer. But, um, yeah, plenty plenty of other memories subsequent to that. But, yeah. yeah. Um, so what was the original plan for you growing up? Um, obviously, watching your dad drink Schlitz, that, was that formative on you? And did that make the decision in life to open a brewery? Or what was the original plan for you? Um, no, I, you know, I did a whole lot of things. Actually, my, my business partner, Chris, and I um, go way back to the, probably we've been friends since the 90s. So we were friends for, been friends for probably almost 20, not 25 years now. Um, and we had talked about working together in some capacity, but we couldn't figure out what it was. And we, we each had our own careers. Um, Chris had a, and has, still has a company that does retail store development. I was just kind of doing corporate jobs. Um, I actually worked in the video games industry for, for a number of oh, years. It is Sega. See, we did. Uh, Sega. 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 Oh my God, that's what I work for. Yeah, yes. that's, we did some research. Which, so. Yeah, you guys found that out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, that Sega, and well, it's also, it's not, it's that one, right? And then, but then it's also Sega. 
That was a startup screen, right? The Sega. That was my um, first video game system. It was a Sega Genesis. You're it sounds a great system. Yeah, it's such great a great system. system. Sonic the Hedgehog all day, every day. Classic. Well, you know, look at all the side-scrolling games today. Those are basically, right? like, descended from Sonic. Exactly. Right? I mean, they've basically taken those mechanics and replicated them with different, you know, different skin. Um, so, I, you know, now that we have a brewery, I've, I've realized that I like to work in in categories that are sort of high passion categories, high involvement, engagement, I guess. Um, video games were totally like that. People were super opinionated and very like loyal to a system or a, you know, a, a game and fought endlessly about, you know, about the ins and outs and the, you know, the features and benefits and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, so be, like to guess to get back to your, your question, um, I, you know, I've always just loved, I've just loved beer. I love bourbon. I love wine, but there's something about beer that, um, so, you know, spirits and other categories I like as well, but there's something about beer that, uh, you know, it's that democratizing thing where beer, it's just like, you don't go, Hey, let's go out and have a glass of wine. You go, Hey, let's go out and get a beer. Mm, you know, you right. don't go, Hey, let's go out and do some shots. Okay. You're like there, like, yeah, exactly. Right. Like yeah. something's going on, but just let's get a beer. It's, it's, and it, this is sort of reflected in the beers we make. We're not making you know, kind of navel-gazing beers. We're making very uh, classic, kind of understated beers that we mean, you know, we tend them to be a complement to to occasions and, and, you know, social interactions and things. And, uh, and, and everyone enjoys it. And there's so many different kinds. And so I guess just to wrap up to the answer to your question, um, I spent, I lived in Japan for a few years. Um, it's kind of the Sega connection, <clears throat> ultimately. But I, I traveled for business to France. Uh, this was in the '90s as well, and I had never had Belgian beer. I'd hang out with a bunch one day through work. Um, hung out with a bunch of French guys, and they we went out, you know, restaurants and bars, and they, we were just drinking Belgian beer all night, and it absolutely blew my mind. I, I can't remember what it was. I don't know remember the brands, but um, you know, that's just such a different style of so beer. Different. It's a different yeah. experience, yeah. right? It's and almost it just, like you're not drinking beer if you didn't know better. Yeah, 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 and it was like, whoa, okay, there's something going on here. And that was right around the time that, um, you know, the craft beer scene in this country was just getting started with, you know, Sierra Nevada had been around a few years, and, you know, Anchor, of course, been around a long time, but mm -hmm. um, there were a few breweries that were popping up, and, you know, Sierra Nevada, of course, for us here, you know, Chico is not too far away from the Bay right. Area, right. so that kind of, that's one of the originals as well. So just, just that, um, the, the range and the diversity of beers available um, really got me into beer and, uh, yeah. And then Chris started making beer basically. I mean, <laughs> get to, get to the end. Chris started making, he made amazing beer. And, and, and what he was doing was not, first of all, he would do some ales, but a lot of lagers and a lot of lagers over and over again. Like, which that, is crazy a, as a home brewer. Yeah. yeah. Start right? exactly. with lagers. He yeah. like kind of just dove right into that. Yeah, well, right. See, he's kind of a, he's one of the, you know, I guess you call him an autodidact. He, he just teaches himself stuff. He, okay. he gets on one thing and goes super deep. He'll read yeah. you know, 20 books and watch a hundred YouTube videos and, you know, do it for years until he really masters it. And, um, you know, like that Vienna lager, our red lager, that, that was one of the original beers. And, and it was, yeah. we're, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try something new this week and put some new things in there. It's going to, we're going to do the same thing. And this time we're going to tweak this little bit. Yeah. We're going to uh -huh. see what happens. And we did that, you know, 75 times. And, you know, a lager, as you know, takes six weeks. So right. yeah. there's a lot of sort of striving for perfection. And, and the, the great thing is we're still doing that. You know, we're awesome. doing it in, you know, 
60 barrel batches and hundred barrel batches now, but, um, but it's essentially the same philosophy. Yeah. And when was this time period? Like, so again, in the nineties, he started homebrewing and you kind of started no, he was down kind this of like in the aughts, I think. Okay. And then, yeah, did that for a number of years. And then we start talking about doing this. Like I said, we've been talking for years about, you know, what are we going to do? And then, you know, it just became clear, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is, and, you know, there's all these great things happening in beer. Um, we've got a good approach. And so then, yeah, we started talking maybe 2012, 2013 about doing it. So it took, took a good three, four years before we actually were able yeah. to start it up. Yeah. Nice. Uh, the California beer scene, I don't think the first thing people think about is lagers or pilsners. <laughs> they think about the West Coast IPA. Um, what's the beer scene like in California, you know, as a whole and then more local to the Bay Area where you guys are? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I mean, how many breweries are in California? Oh, 800, yeah, 900, yeah. 1,000? I don't know what it is. It's like the most in the country, you know, it's the most populous state. So it's not surprising, but San Diego has always had an amazing scene. Uh, LA used to have nothing. And now, I mean, you know, there's just, there's tons of great breweries. There's tons of great breweries in the Bay area. And I think this, you know, this is kind of replicated in across all, a lot of different metropolitan areas around the country. It's almost like, I feel like it's hard to, I don't know if you can define, let's just start with the Bay Area. Like, what is the Bay Area beer scene? I, I think it's defined by eclecticism, you know, and diversity. Like, you know, of course there's the stalwarts. There's Anchor and there's Sierra Nevada and they're making those. But what are those guys making? Hazy IPAs. Mm. You know? <laughs> and and, and um, so in some senses, the larger breweries, you know, they're, 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 they're almost required by business realities to, to get in these markets that are being demonstrated as viable markets like, like for hazies and things. Um, but if you look at the range of breweries across the Bay Area, there's, you know, there's plenty of IPAs and, and, and hazy and, and, and classic IPAs. There's a lot of stouts. There are sours. Um, you got Russian River up the road as well. Yep. Um, you know, there's there's Hen House doing great. Oh, a bunch of things. Hen House, for, I don't know if you guys are familiar with them. They're they're tremendous beer. They're um, up in uh, Santa Rosa and Petaluma, and they do. They started off with a saison. Like that was their. I think saison and oyster stout. Wow. Those are the first two beers. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, that's crazy. You know, rare barrel with the sours, and um, there's there's just such a, a diversity. Like you can find anything. So to your point about loggers and pilsners. I, th- I think the Bay Area is probably, again, kind of reflective. Like, you can go to a lot of tap rooms, and a brewery might be known for, you know, XYZ beer, not a lager, mm-hmm. but they'll have a lager, some kind of lager, a Mexican yeah. lager, or a Pilsner on tap. That's because that's what the brewers want to drink. Pretty exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's also, you know, it's like if you look at our tap room in Richmond, we have a very diverse group of people coming in there it's you know we have beer aficionados but we have a lot of people that are not that at all hmm. and they don't want to get anywhere near ipa so they're like, i don't like those things like <laughs> I, want, I want some beer right right <laughs> you know, like for people who are not you know are not really highly engaged in the beer scene um that's not to them like they want that nice clean easy drinking lager um we have a we have a pretty large hispanic population in in richmond um and at our tap room and you know, the Vienna lager, that's a, you know, Negro Modelo and Dos Equis. Right, and those, those right. styles are very popular in Mexico. Um, and they sell a ton in our, in our tap room. Nice. So, that's um, awesome. 
Yeah. That's so cool. I don't, so I don't know if I really answered your question. But <laughs> no, no. I think it's, you did. it's all over it's, the place, really. Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's hard to, if someone was to ask what's the Massachusetts beer scene, I think we'd have to say, you know, it's the New, New England, England IPA. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the same, like, our every single brewery we know has a Pilsner, has a lager. And, you know, a couple are dabbling in the sour game as well, but it's... I think I think you get typecast into West Coast IPA, well, how we get typecasted into New England style IPAs yeah. out here. But it's so much more than that. The scene, you know. Yeah, it's very it's it's for, and within IPAs, there's so many subcategories, uh, you know, and so many different places that you can go. And loggers too. I mean, yeah. again, I'm going to get yeah. ahead of myself here, no, but we fine. we do a logger <laughs> series, and, and so that we can do a Maybach. Like, who knows what a Maybach is? That is a beautiful no, style people. of beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we do a Baltic Porter. And, nice. Uh, so, so it's like even within lagers, there's an incredible diversity of subcategories that you can just endlessly explore and enjoy. Yeah, for sure. So stepping back, so it was like 2013. You're like figuring out this whole brewery thing. Where did the name come from? How did you land in Richmond? Is it home for you? Yeah. 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 Well, I, I grew up. I'm from Oakland. So oh, okay. it's literally, you know six miles down the road or something nice. it's very close you know there's berkeley oakland berkeley and a couple of tiny little towns and then uh and then richmond and richmond it's just a great town um it's had its share of rough times uh, uh but richmond was really richmond was it, it existed you know in the in the 19th century but really in world war ii is when it um it was part of the great migration and um the the world war ii the effort the shipbuilding effort Okay. Um, you know, the, the, they were the Kaiser shipyards, um, Kaiser steel and the, the shipyards in Richmond. It's an amazing story. It's also the, the, uh, the birth of Rosie, the riveter. I think there's a oh. town in, yeah. I want to say there's a town in the Midwest, maybe Michigan. I, I can't remember offhand that also sort of claims or, you know, has that title of the birth of Rosie, the riveter, yeah. but I think that it's kind of like Coke shared or something. <laughs> <co-owned>. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in Richmond, this is an amazing statistic, Richmond, in the shipyards that are literally half a mile from our brewery, built 747 ships. Wow! World War Two. Holy cow! That's a lot. Just do the math. Like from <laughs> like three and a half Jeez. years. What is that? You know, from 1,400 days or something. They built 747. So they build like a ship every two days. Two days. Yeah, Crazy. that's insane. It is yeah. insane. Um, and it and it has and through a number of other industries that that thrived and continue to thrive in Richmond. It's it's had this great working class sort of hard working ethic and ethos and but it's not it's not a city that you um matt as you think you were saying you, you spend some time in, in the bay area um richmond is not the first town that comes to mind it's, it's not a destination yeah yeah exactly oakland berkeley whatever palo alto i don't know there's, there's tons of other cities but richmond has been sort of um uh, passed over or you know it was like when i was growing up it's like it's pretty dangerous it plays you don't necessarily want to you know it's like don't get up the freeway honey like that was kind of the you know the joke about richmond um but it's it's a it's a amazing town with amazing people um and it's very understated and that's what we really loved about it and it's just quietly does its thing um the beers we make they're understated you know look at our branding it's got this old it's simple it's unassuming so like the packaging is supposed to reflect the beer which also you know in you know the totality is supposed to be reflective of kind of where we are and so um 
we love being in Richmond. It's just, it's full of, uh, it's the city of pride and purpose. We have a little series called Pride and Purpose, a little blog series where we highlight, you know, cool people in Richmond doing cool things. Cool. And and if for no other reason than economic, people are going to Richmond because it's there's still some affordability there. Um, you guys know the Bay Area is just insane in terms of trying to, uh, trying to find a place to live and, and for the cost of living. So um, there's a there's a great diversity in Richmond in terms of the kinds of people and <clears throat> what they're doing and ethnicity and sexual orientation and age. It's kind of all over the map, which is really neat. It's kind of a little, it's a little microcosm, like a melting pot. That's really cool, actually. Yeah. yeah, I love finding places like that. Yeah. And then the name I think you were talking about earlier came from the building that you moved into? Uh, no, so the building we're in was actually the, the site of the dormitories for the shipbuilders. Oh. Um, so that's long gone, and you know, yes. we're, in the, we're just in a random warehouse right now. Yep. But not too far from where we are is, um, I mean, we're, we're pretty close to the water, to the San Francisco Bay, and just north of the Richmond Bridge, which connects Marin County to Contra Costa County, um, is a little island. And there's there's actually... There's an island and a rock, and the island is East Brother Island, uh, and the rock is West Brother. Hmm. So, oh. for whatever reason, someone said, we're going to be super <laughs> okay. creative and name this rock West Brother and this yep. one East Brother. Yep. <laughs> and in 1876, I think, they built a lighthouse there. So, it's been a functioning lighthouse, East Brother Light Station, for, you know, 150 years or something. Wow, nice. They, they wanted to decommission it in the 70s um, and just make it kind of automated, but it got... It's got this beautiful Victorian house on it and these, you know, old-timey yeah. lighthouse, light keep, I don't know what they're called, but the guys that, the people you know, that raised their family. Right. Yeah, I think light yeah. keeper is yeah. right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's this great history of that. And so um, the current mayor of Richmond led a, uh, a, a an effort to, like, save it. Um, oh, that's cool. So the coast, instead of decommissioning it, they they converted it to a bed and breakfast. Oh. Uh, that's actually yeah. probably a great bed and breakfast. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> it's so cool. If you guys ever visit the Bay Area, definitely like do a night at East Brother. Yeah. It's totally unique. Um, you get these great perspectives, and it's like freezing cold and windy, and you know, <laughs> it's, it's an experience. Oh. Is your beer um, on tap there, or? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> East Brother beer is sold on East yes. Brother light, uh, light Station. Yeah. So, but it's still a functioning lighthouse. You know, it still got the, it still does its thing. Cool. Um, so the people that live there, and now of course, if you go to the website, you can see like, oh, temporarily closed because of COVID. this wonderful, yes. you know, pandemic that we're living through. Yes, uh, and we are going to touch about upon that a little bit, but I want to get to know, like about. East Brother a little bit more. So you said around 2016, late 2016 is when you guys kind of got your bearing. Um, what kind of um, obstacles did you guys face in opening? I know here in Massachusetts, uh, everyone says pretty much add a year and a half of extra time onto the opening of your brewery. So what obstacles yeah. did you guys face? I mean, I guess, you know, from a regulatory perspective, it wasn't horrible. Um, given, you know, my explanation of Richmond and its, you know, its its need to reassert itself uh, and be part of a, a resurgence, it is historically, well, I mean, the city council is kind of mixed, but um, it, it, in terms of business friendly and not business friendly, but the the city, you know, the, the planning department and the economic development department that we met with, you know, when we were first planning this, I mean, the, the Janet Johnson, the director of economic development, we sat down for our first meeting, and the very first thing she said was, thank you for choosing Richmond to, to locate your business. That's like, awesome. Like, oh, my God. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we're, like, buddies with Janet to this day. She's amazing. Um, so we, we tried to, you know, 
we tried to uh, continue to build the place using that energy that we got from that first meeting, you know, and, 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 and that kept you kind of going replicate that. Yeah. Replicate that across the other relationships that we developed as we did everything that we needed to do. I mean, I, I think, so it took us, it took us almost four years and I think we pro actually, yeah, my, <laughs> I, I think one of my passwords or something has the year in it. Cause it was like, before we did it, I go, Oh, this is going to be the year. <laughs> and it's like, why did I do that? Because right. It was, you know, it was like one or, one or two years later. So every time I put in that password, I'm reminded, oh, yeah, we, uh, that took longer than we thought. So it totally did. Uh, a year and a half, I'd say that's probably about right. Um, and we experienced all the, you know, all these things like, oh, you know, just, just working backwards. You, you know, in order to open here, you have to, you got to have all these milestones. And when one thing doesn't happen, you know, some piece of equipment doesn't come or, um, I don't know, you can't get financing in time or we were going to go to the planning, you know, uh, uh, the city council meeting with the planning department, um, but that got canceled and it got moved back a month. You know, all these little things Ugh. sort yeah, of that you don't expect. It all pushes yeah. everything back. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. They all accumulate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, but we open, yeah. <laughs> you know, people, people come to the tap room and we're canning and kegging beer and selling it, and you know we're super, super happy about that. Um, were you still working your day job when you started this, or were you able to take a step back? Or oh, are you still working your day job? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's that'd be impossible. This is a, this is like twenty four seven, three sixty five. Yeah. You know? um, <laughs> yeah. Not to say that we're like killing it ourselves. Like we try to be balanced, um, have a little bit of work life balance. But no, I I quit my corporate job. About nine months before we open. Wow! Nice. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I can't imagine doing anything else. I mean, this is this is all consuming. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, so day one, uh, what beers did you have on tap, and were those homebrew recipes of your partner, or were those something that you guys just kind of were like, we are opening up with these set beers? Yeah, all five that w which are today are five core beers that are. Cool. You know, I went to, uh, on my way back from the brewery today, I stopped at a restaurant that wanted to, that our distributor um, sales rep texted me and said, hey, can you stop by here and drop off these samples, do a little tasting? I was like, yes, I'm so hungry to do that stuff because we've been all <laughs> shut down, right? It's like, right. Um, and I'm, and it's, that's what's on our postcard, our five, you know, our five core beers. So the ones I think that we sent you guys, plus the, the pre-prohibition. So those five, yeah. there's a, you know, it's the Pilsner, the Bow Pills, the Red Lager, the two IPAs, red IPA and gold IPA, and then uh, oatmeal stout. So those five were really the ones that years and years were spent in, you know, striving for in optimizing and refining and, you know, rinse and repeat. That's yeah. an amazing um, core five beers, yeah, I by have the way. To, I have to tell you, that red IPA that we just had, I think so simultaneously it all hit our tongues, and I think we looked at each other and go, holy shit, that's a really good beer. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> that's an excellent beer. So clean, a yeah. nice kind of sweet caramelly Well, yeah, that's what it was, yeah. And bitter and dry, but, like, not over the top, and, ugh, that, that was I'm really glad to hear you solid. guys say that. Yeah. 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 I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very gratified to hear that because, you know, listen, let's be honest. And I've, I've, we've been told this a few times. B beers with red in them can be interpreted in some category yeah. or some, some markets yep. as like, oh, red. You know, that's like so, so 90s. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but 
people love that red IPA. It's really, yeah. it's like one of those beers that's, um, uh, it's balanced. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. But it's so cool that you're opening up with these core beers and you're still here today. Like, I don't know. I just feel so, so many times that breweries change and they're like, oh, well, now we brew all hazy beers because that's what's sold. That's yeah, what's yeah. selling or whatever, you know? So it's awesome that these are still your core beers. Yeah, it's. I, I would be lying if I said we don't. Um, we don't think about other, you know, about trends <laughs> and things like that. <laughs> and people are like, "Why don't you sell hazy? You make a million dollars, you know, or whatever, you know, like you 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 bank." Um, but we're really just trying to stick with. There's there's so much in there, in the market um, that we're trying to stick with what we originally decided, what was in the business plan, what was our, par- our original positioning. And we feel like there is a differentiation and there's a sort of, you know, complementary component to what we're offering. Yeah, I have to say that's that's really cool that you're not chasing trends and you're just kind of sticking by your guns. You mentioned the four, the five core barons that you mm-hmm. uh, started out with, but you also have the series that you were talking about. Um, and we tried the pre-prohibition pilsner, a lager, sorry, pre-prohibition lager. Um Talk about that series and why this beer is special, because you, you mentioned it off-air that it's a little special to you. Yeah, th- so th- that was the first, you know, of course we opened with five, and then the, f- the very first thing is, all right, what else are we going to do? What else are we going to yeah. brew? And we do tend to make to brew le- to brew fewer beers. I think in the entire time we've been open, we've probably brewed, you know, maybe 14 or 15 different beers. Cause we've had a couple what? that are yeah. That's, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, actually. I feel like that That's refreshing happens. to hear. Right, it's yeah. refreshing, yeah. It's too, it's too tiring. Oh my God. I can't, we can't come up with all those recipes and like wrestle with all the, the you know, the ingredients and all and the naming and the marketing. And oh my God, it's Not like to mention, exhausting. I, think I heard you say on maybe another podcast or something, but like, you're able to hone down on beers this way. If you're, if you're brewing like a thousand different kinds of beers, you're never able to perfect those beers. You're just making something new and something different or whatever, you know? So that's cool. You're like, I'm going to perfect these beers and sure, we'll do something different, but we're not going to do a thousand different things. So, yeah, which yeah. is kind of why we're, we're sticking with that. I mean, again, let's be honest, people love that new stuff, right? Like what's new, what's different. <laughs> what you, I mean, there, there is a, a driving market force to that right now, but, um, but whatever, like there's the, the other guys can do that. I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> plenty of people. Um, uh, you know, I've had buyers, bar managers, or or owners, or whatever, say, you know, I've got I've got so many IPAs. If you were bringing me IPAs, then I'd say take a hike. But I'm, you know, I love this red lager, or you know, I've got a slot for this stout, or something like that. So that's that sort of the reinforcement or validation that at least we're on the right track. Um, so yeah, we open with the five, and then immediately we're like, okay, what else should we do? Um, and we, let's see, when did we, I think it took us a year because we had a couple of like taproom only beers. We do a, we do an ESB, um, which we call English pale, um, which is a really beautiful <laughs> beer. Um, just cause nice. ESB, what is that? You right. Know, yeah, right. We, we try to be straightforward with our naming, but we also try to be, you know, descriptive. Um, and then we're like, okay, well let's do, let's kind of do some kind of seasonal thing. And I kind of originally, I, I initially resisted this, but Chris, uh, my partner wanted to do a lager series and 
um, I thought, oh, God, they take so long. And, you know, can't we do something that we can do fast? And, yeah. You know. And you being the business person, the tank space is a premium, I'm sure. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And now this did, result, you know, require us to buy more tanks. We bought, I mean, I think we've quadrupled. We didn't start with much, but I think we've now quadrupled. We just brought in a couple of hundred barrel tanks, and we've now quadrupled the, a couple hundred, the space yeah. that we started with. <laughs> yeah. How many, how many yeah, barrel systems are you on? <laughs> the, uh, when we just, actually, we just brought them in, like, quite recently, like in the past couple months. And I think last week we brewed into the hundred for the first time. So we've got, I think we so had a hundred barrels of pills that's fermenting now, which is just, Oh my God. So exciting. I can barely yeah, contain is... myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but so he's like, let's do a lager series because kind of what I was saying earlier, there's so many different things you can do. And, um, the first one we did was a Maybach. Uh, then our, that's our spring beer. Cause it's, you know, May, that it's a spring sense. beer. Yeah. Um, we do a pre-prohibition lager in the summer. We do a um, fest beer, obviously in yeah. the, in the fall, that one's coming out in, in a, in a week or so. And then in the winter, we do a Baltic Porter. Lovely. I love a good yeah, Baltic Porter. Yeah. That's yeah, a great beer too, it because is. it's got, you know, it's like got all the great, mm, you know, richness and depth of a, of a Porter. Um, yep. but it's still kind of clean, right. you know, right. drinkability. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, so the pre-prohibition lager, yeah, I was just gonna say we, we did a couple times and this was, I think the third time we've done it now. Um, but there's a local maltster called Admiral Maltings They're, I believe they're the only maltster in California. They're now, you know, there's a, there's a, I think a bit of a movement, um, or there's a, you know, um, growing number of craft maltsters around. Hmm. And these guys, the guys that started it are uh, like famous in the Bay Area beer scene. Um, if you're familiar with Thirsty Beer, um, sounds familiar in the is South of Market in San Francisco. It's um, mm-hmm. a guy named Ron. Um, oh God, I can't remember his last name now. It's going to kill me. Sorry, Ron. But Ron's pretty um, good. I like his first name. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Ron. And then uh, Magnolia Brewing Company, uh, started by Dave McLean. Um, who's, both those guys have been doing it since the 90s, so they're kind of you know institutions in the Bay Area, and they started Admiral Maltings um, with a third guy. And um, we've been working with them on and off on some of our um, series beers, but they managed to, uh, you know, most beer is brewed with two-row barley uh, in the, I think, I don't know, globally, certainly in the United States, <clears throat> but the United States, I think, pre-prohibition, there was a lot of six-row. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Six-row, as I understand it, is, yeah. you know, it's like got, it's, there's, there's more, like, husk and stuff, and it's diff- more difficult to deal with, and um, there's different implications in terms of, like, the the, en- the enzymes and the, ferm- you know, fermentable sugars and things like that. Um, it's just more difficult. I think that was one of the reasons there was, uh, like, like corn and rice and things were introduced to sort of balance that out. Yeah. Um, so... Admiral found um, a local farmer that they work with. I think he's kind of on the central coast of California, but he has a heritage malt. So, like the malt we used in the pre-prohibition lager, that 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 strain has been around like for a hundred years. Oh, so truly, like, you know, is like pre-prohibition. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. Like that grain has been grown continuously since pre-prohibition. So we use cluster hops, which are not okay. California. We couldn't find any in California that would that would work. I think we're going to try to do that next year. Yep. But cool. yep. um, the the freshness of this malt. I mean, these guys are like right a couple miles down the road. Oh so my yes. god! Yeah. It, it's, I mean, they you know they rake it and they kiln it and dry it and whatever you do to malt your malt. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we just brewed it and, and it just, I think it really comes through. It's, it's when you compare, we did some comparisons with prior versions and the, the richness and the freshness just really pops. Um, when you, when you drink that pre-pro. 
Yeah. Um, and the color came out great. It's like Ugh. super light. Yeah. So, but yeah. it's so clean. Like deceptively like flavorful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Despite absolutely. the light color. I love beers so, like that. Yeah. We're yeah. like, oh, it's just going to be like, you know, a Budweiser. And then you drink it and it's like, it's not. It's so much better. It's so much better. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, you, you, you do a stout as well. We have a, yes. an oatmeal stout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is a stout a popular beer in California? I don't see many stouts coming out of that area. Why did you guys decide a stout over another Pilsner lager or... Probably because we love that style. You know, it was one of those things that wasn't consumer driven as much as Selfish we, yeah. we just love this. <laughs> Dang it. We're going to do it. We don't care. Why not? You know? Yeah. Um, but I think, I think maybe, um, for the point that you just made, there's not, there's not a ton out there. And these days, you know, let's face it. Stouts tend to be the big boozy, you know, yeah. so sometimes true. the pastries and all yeah. that stuff. Like 3%. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, yeah. Right. Like a 5.4% oatmeal stout. Like it's not to like, you know? yep. so we actually have a fair amount of tap handles, um, in, in, in restaurants and bars, uh, because I don't, I just don't think there's that many to choose from. So if you go, I get a stout, yeah. it's kind of like I was saying earlier, oh, I got a million IPAs, but I don't have, you know, this style. Yeah. So, um, and that's a great, you know, there's so much flavor to that thing, but you can drink a couple of pints and you'll be fine. Yeah. I love that. And that's why we love lagers. Yeah, it's true. In general, just because we like to have more than one. Yeah. (laughs) So it's awesome. Yeah. Um, We'd be remiss not to mention COVID, which you've mentioned a couple of times. Um, How has that affected you guys? Obviously, I'm sure that you guys are taproom driven. Uh, You do some distribution, uh, but the best bang for your dollar for a brewery is having people at your taproom buying beer directly from the tap. how has it affected you guys and what have you guys been doing just to, to stay afloat? Well, we're on, on the subject of like disaster. We talk about fires too, because we're oh, on yeah. fire yeah, over here. Yeah, yeah. Right? I think Jamie had to relocate. Jamie. Because of the fire? A house. He and his husband bought a house and yeah. moved in last Sunday. Oh. Well, well, I guess two Sundays ago now. And three days later, they had to be evacuated oh, from no. their brand new house that they moved into. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's so awful. brutal. Yeah, yeah no, that's that's really brutal. Honestly, that's that's so sad. It, yeah, the, but it's okay. It, the, it's still there. It did not burn down. Yay! Um, <laughs> and now the he's the there there. It seems like they're going to be able to move in soon. But yeah, I mean it's that's it's good. absurd. Like if you guys look at a map of fires right now, there's one that the bear is essentially. You know, on one side there's the ocean, right? Right. Then, but then we have these fires to the north, to the east, and to the south. It's ridiculous. Oh. I think, like, cumulatively, something like, I don't know, eight hundred thousand acres or something. Oh, um, yeah. And we were, and we're, we'll just go down this like depressing note for a moment. Yeah, let's we'll get do back. that. <laughs> uh, uh, we, we were finally, finally, we had some reopening dates come and go because we just weren't comfortable with it. Like we couldn't, you know. I, I don't know. It's such a. It's so difficult. And this gets to the COVID thing, but it's so difficult to balance, you know, we, we, we can't go on like this indefinitely, you know, we need to open our business, but at the same time, we're, everyone's freaked out about health, be keeping safe people safe. And, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, last weekend was our first, um, official opening. We'd done a soft opening the, the prior weekend, but last weekend was the official. And then the fires made the air so bad. <laughs> like we all, we all, there's this, uh, in case you ever want to see what your air quality is, go to this website called purpleair.com. Um, it's amazing. It gives you little um, color-coded pin dots um, of what 
of how much particulate matter there is and how safe the air is. And out here in California, where every fall now we have these horrible, you know, out of control fires, yep. like we're, we're all looking at that stuff. So it was so bad yesterday or last weekend. We, we said, never mind, we're not opening. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, my God. We opened wow. for a, a couple of days, and they were like, forget <laughs> it. It's just like nobody wants – we can't be inside because of the pandemic. It can't be outside because the air is so bad. So what are it was the, pretty grim. Yeah, I can imagine. What are the rules right now for you guys in California? <laughs> well, it depends. County by county, it's different. Okay. Um, yeah. But most of the Bay Area counties allow for outdoor dining, and you must serve a meal. Yeah. So okay. restaurants, fine. The same thing right now. So are you? Yeah. do you guys have a kitchen on site? No, no, we uh, we're not a what's called a based, we're not a, an eating bona fide eating place. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're just yeah tap room. Um, and now we have a food truck that gotcha. that we work with. Yeah. 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 Now has that been frustrating for your your beer community? I know in Massachusetts a lot of people are questioning why does a pretzel or a hot dog make it more safe than a beer? I know, I know. It's there's so much. It's. Yeah, it's frustrating, but you know, again, it's like who who knows? We, nobody knows what the right thing to do is, honestly. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I just think that every, we're all trying our best, and county health people all of a sudden are just, you know, on they're, they're, they got bullseyes on the back like no, like never before. They're trying to pay attention to what you know science is and the facts and make the best decisions. And California was doing great, right, for March and April, <laughs> uh, and into May, and then you know it's generally recognized now that it was open too soon. You know, things were relaxed too soon and, yeah. and things, and it's been horrible. It's like, wait a minute, we did the big lockdown and now we suck. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? What's the right thing to do at this yeah. point? Yeah. 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 So as far as our business goes though, you know, um, actually we, we planned this as a production and distribution operation and we oh. thought tap room cause we're, cause, okay. um, if and when you guys come out to, to the, uh, oh, it's uh, when, the, the it's West when Coast. it's not if, yeah, <laughs> when yeah, come yeah, out, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll come by and check it out. We're kind of in the middle of nowhere. Um, we're, we're like, you know, it's a very industrial area. It's not, you know, there's no foot traffic. There's no commercial areas. We're not near downtown at all because um, we wanted to be out somewhere where we could just kind of be out there in a warehouse and crank out beer. Um, that said, when you build a tap room, people do show up, and, and it has certainly been pleasant a pleasant surprise for us in terms of the number of people we do get in the tap room. Kind of like Wayne's World. Um, if you build it, they will come. Exactly, Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, but our, you know, even before this happened, the most, the most of our volume and, and, and the, the dollars are, are taken up more by our distribution. So we've been, you know, we've been putting our beer in 16 ounce cans since day one, um, that you see that you guys have yeah. and, and kegging as well. Um, and going out to restaurants and bars and, you know, grocery stores. I mean, we're in places like Bevmo and Whole Foods and, um, so, so that has been honestly our our savior, uh, being able to to sell in package. Um, we bought a canning line last year, which you know, thank goodness we did that because <laughs> we were working with a mobile canner, which was great. But you're beholden to their schedule. Yeah. And as soon as the lockdown happened, sure everybody wanted now, cans. Right? Exactly right. So we we're like, crank up the canning line every single day. You know. Um, the problem was getting cans actually. Now I'm yeah. sure you guys have heard there's a yeah. massive yeah. can shortage. Is that still shortage. a problem for yeah. you guys? I know right oh, now. Oh God, it's awful. It's been the most stressful thing. I think since we opened actually just That's the, crazy. yes, you can have, no, you can't next Tuesday. Nope. Next, you know, next year, uh, oh, payment terms, um, you know, just everything changing storage. Like there's wow. no, you can't rely on anything. Cause we're just, you know, we're tiny, right? We're a, Nat on the ass of the industry, so we're not. We, we have no, you know, zero leverage. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, but we've also it's also been nice in the tap room. So you're asking about our community. Yeah, I mean people have been super supportive. We've you know I think within three days of the lockdown, we had our online store up and running, and we told everyone, nice. look, we got to close, but yeah. we're selling beer you know in, in four packs and cases, and it's been it's been more than I thought it would be. Um, it's not you know, it does not replicate what the tap room was doing when you could pack it with 150 people on a weekend and, you know, all the parties and dogs and strollers and, you know, all that stuff. It just, it's, it's, it's not, it's not the same. It's been helpful, of course, but, um, yeah, our, our, our can business has been doing pretty well actually. Yeah. That's encouraging. Yeah. So mentioning being in, in whole foods, um, are you guys distributed widely throughout California or mostly the Bay area? We, uh, Last year, we were just in the Bay Area. Um, we signed with a distributor in the spring of 2019 and then kind of expanded throughout Northern California. Hmm. Um, to places like Sacramento, that's not, I didn't mention that, but Sacramento's a big, um, a big beer town now. Yeah. A lot of new breweries there. Um, and then just in the past probably six weeks, we um, just started inching our way to Southern California. So nice. We're with this distributor throughout the state. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Any plans to expand outside of California, or is that a hard game to kind of crack? Um, you know, honestly, uh, we've been we have been dipping our toe in the water, I guess, exploring because, frankly, you know, when our restaurants and bars going to come back? That's a big, if. A, yep. you know, that's a big piece of a brewery's business, and just given the uncertainty, we're we're trying to get a few irons in the fire. So um, we kind of looked at the states. Uh, Jamie did some analysis of our website and our social media and kind of looked at where, where traffic comes from and where we're engaging with like, you know, Instagram influencers and stuff like that. And we, we were, we're thinking of a few different States that we can, we can, uh, start talking to us. So, yeah. I'd, I'd love, you know, we don't have any kind of, you know, world domination plans. I don't, we're not interested in <laughs> I don't know. getting I think huge. Do it. <laughs> I think you would come to Massachusetts. Yeah. You, you came to Massachusetts. Yeah, so yeah. I think you would do pretty well. well so what, tell me about the logger scene in, in Massachusetts. Yeah, so, oh, well, boy. yeah. So we have a couple of great lot. Um, there's a few. Yeah. There's <laughs> notch brewing in Salem mass. Um, and then there's Sylvaticus, Jack's Abbey. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, Jack's Abbey. Yeah. And I mean, when you hear like Treehouse does an awesome, like they do an awesome lager in Pilsner sometimes, but that's not what they're known for. Right. There's um, not many breweries except for maybe Notch and Sylvaticus that focuses on lagers. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have Schilling, which is in New Hampshire, which is yep. kind of, yeah. they're known for that, but there's only a handful Jack's Abbey, Notch, Sylvaticus, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. Yeah. We were on a, um, we, there was a, a brewery in, uh, there is a brewery in Milwaukee called um, Gathering Place. Yeah. Small yeah. brewery. They do uh, a, a beer festival called Lager and Friends. Yep. And we were going to travel there. It was going to be in March. <laughs> yes. And they invited us to it, and um, it ended up being virtual. They did it in May, but Notch was part of that. Oh, yep. so, very yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yep. So I yeah. think we kind of met, met met them that way, yeah. quote, unquote. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of other breweries, um, do you guys do any collaborations? God, that's one of those things that's in the category of would love to do it, just never have the time you know, and, yeah. and that's a bit of a cop out, honestly, right? I mean, if you want to do something, you'll find a way to do it. Um, but we've talked about it a lot, and we just—I don't know—like we never get around to it. 
Um, I'd love to do it. Yeah, yeah. We, we will at some point. We actually had a, a couple conversations that were, we were, you know, starting to go down a path like, yeah, let's definitely do this. And then, you know, March yeah. happened. Right. And, uh, right. It derailed everything. I mean, you know, and the answer to your question too about like how we dealt with COVID is, is to think about it every single minute of every single day. <laughs> try to figure out. It's unbelievable how much time we have spent just trying to react, you know, oh, yeah. and, and, and mm -hmm. pivot and adjust and make sure we're doing the right thing. I mean, we, we came up, you know, we, we did a, 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 a set of guidelines for our team. You know, this is, this is how we're going to operate safely. And we looked at the, the county and the state and we got all these examples and we wrote it up. And I mean, that took like, Days and days to put that thing oh, yeah. uh, oh, and what? Oh, and then like you stuff happens where it, like sure. you know your one of your one of your employees like you know spouse test positive oh, and then everyone's right. like oh shit what do you do then right what do you do and so then just like that kind of thing fortunately we have we've you know dodged the bullet uh, but we've had a couple scares like that and you know okay where were you and who'd you talk to and when were you in last and the testing and you know just trying to keep everyone safe and trying to you know, honestly ensure that the production team is insulated, yeah, right? right? Like we have to Are keep production Are they in a bubble like the running. NBA and everyone else right now? Do you like Kinda, <laughs> yeah. No, we've got, we've got the whole place mapped out where, you know, these, the taproom people can go to the cold room during these times of day. Wow. These times of day, you can't yeah. go over there. Like wow. you have yeah. to, you have to text someone from the production team and ask them to go in and Jeez. get what you need and they'll bring it like that. Right. Cause yeah. it's, we're trying, we're just you trying might to as be well, as disciplined right? as yeah, possible. Do everything you can. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I want to get to know you a little bit more. I think we have a great understanding of your brewery, uh, but what are you drinking at home? Are you, do you have any of your, other than your own stuff? What are, what are you drinking at home? <laughs> I'm drinking my boat pills. Yeah, right now. that's what we just had. Yeah, that's what we just that had. That was too. solid, solid beer. Yeah, thank you. I, know, I, love, I love that beer. No, um, thank you. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> definitely. You. Thank you. You know, I, I'll be honest. It's, I mean, financially, it's tough times right now, right? So I'm not like, I'm not. First of all, we don't go out, you know, hardly at all, mm -hmm. and uh, mostly it's like, well, do we have some, you know, low fills in the low fills in the cold room from the last canning run that we can't sell anyway. Okay. I'll just grab some of those. <laughs> that's that's right. mostly what I drink. Um, but I'm kind of a seasonal person. Like I love saisons. Like I love saisons and farmhouse, those kinds of things. Like I was talking about the Belgian before, right? Like anything with a Belgian character, I just, I just love. Um, so I'll, I'll get, you know, I don't know. Um, trying to think of trying to think like well this is the fact the reason i can't think of it is like i just i don't i don't buy it very much you yeah. know like yeah um but uh, you know in the in the in the winter i'll i'll drink stouts and porters a lot um yeah yeah so actually i kind of want to backtrack a little bit um your beers are all super clean and super clear i mean like that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to us about that. I know you've mentioned like that you do some filtering. Um, what is your filtration process like? How do you do that? I guess whatever, you know, <laughs> yeah, well, I know that we've, we've tried a few different methods and had varying degrees of success. Um, there were times when, especially with the IPAs, we would filter and we were not using the correct medium or at least a small enough medium and like crap was getting through and you know, it's not dangerous or anything. It's just, you know, <laughs> right, some right. protein and hot matter and yeah. whatever, but you know, you'd take a, you'd go store and buy your beer off the shelf and come home and pour it and it would be full of 
um, floaties. Now, interestingly, <laughs> like we were floaties, like tortured us for like 18 months. It was just, Aww. oh my God, we still have this. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is these days, and this was before, this was sort of like, I mean, when did, when did haze, hazy beers really take off? I know they've been around haze for three, four years, but it I feel feels like, like 2017, like, like yeah, 2018. Forever, was like, as far right. as I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like 2017 before hazy stuff, like, like we're seeing floaties in our beer. But then at the same time, I'm going, wait a minute, look at all these hazy beers that are starting to come out. People don't really care about that. You know, there's, so I think in some ways it was yeah. us overreacting in terms of our perception of what the market response would be. Um, but at the same time, um, to your point, Emily, it's, it's, we just love clear beer, you know? Yeah. And so like every beer that we, every single beer we do, we filter. And um, <clears throat> what we use now is diatomaceous earth. Um, and you gotta be careful with that. You gotta wear, you know, masks and stuff cause it's, you know, can resp respiratory issues if you don't have your proper, um, protection while you're doing it. Um, but that has proven to be the, um, the right solution for us. And that's yeah. literally like earth or something the beer passes through. Yes, okay. that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Cool. And you do that for all of your beers or just your lagers and things? Everything. Everything. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because if you look at that red IPA or the gold IPA, I mean, they're, they're oh, still, they're clear. Yeah, they are. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. Again, it's like, are we sticking our head in the sand and just trying to, you know, for the sake of it? But <laughs> right. I don't know. <laughs> no, it, I think it definitely has an impact on definitely the finished product definitely. for sure. Um, guilty pleasure beer. Do you have a guilty pleasure beer? I know your dad's a Schlitz. What's yours? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't really. I, it's, I feel like, you know, so I'm 55. Like I got to kind of be careful about how much I'm in, um, how much intake I have, you right. know? So like, I, I don't waste those calories. Like, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm either drinking our beer or I'm, um, you know, drinking nice examples of other, other styles from mm. other, you know, breweries that I like. Yeah. I know it's a boring answer, but the last time I drank I, what I think commonly would be you know, referred to as a guilty pleasure beers. I was my, my wife and I, my son's in college and we went to visit him and, you know, he was with his friends and they were playing one of those drinking games, you know, like, did you play with them? I did. Was this beer pong? Did. Yeah. No, oh, no, it was not beer pong. So are you familiar with dye? Is no. dye a thing out there? No, no tell us. It might be called something where. differently. <laughs> I was going to ask my, I was going to ask him where, where they found out about this, but it's like all his friends play it. So it's basically like on a ping pong table, right? Okay. Um, and you have a die, you know, a, one the of dice. two yeah. dice. Yeah. Right? Right. And there's two, two people on each side, and you throw the die as high as you can in the air. So it has to be an outdoor game. <laughs> right. And basically, it bounces on the other It has to bounce on the other side, and then one of the two people on the other side has to catch it before it hits the ground. What? That's it. That's it. And they, so let's say a guy catches it, <laughs> and, then they, and then those guys throw it super high. And then it bounces on your side, and then it, you know, it careens off, right? So you have to catch it on the bounce. You have to catch it on the bounce. That's right. You got to let it bounce once. It can, and it can, it can bounce all over the table, but once it goes off the table, you got to get it before it hits the ground. If you don't, you drink. Oh, okay. I was waiting for Yeah, where's the drink? Yeah. yeah. That's okay. where the drinking comes in. Yeah, and, and, you know, in like half an hour, I think I drank three quarters lights. Right. right. Like, you can really drink a lot of that stuff quickly. <laughs> it's very so drinkable yeah. beer. We're definitely going to be drinking that after this podcast. We're going to be playing that game now. Yes. That's, that's awesome. That's it's, it's pretty fun. Yeah. It's pretty fun. 
up. I think we'd been, I'd had a couple of Manhattans at a restaurant like prior to that though. So I was kind of, I think my reflexes were not really working. Plus my age combined with my age is like, they were like, can we get this guy out of here? Someone knows how to play. I thought you were going to say you were drinking Manhattans while playing. And I was like, that is a bold, that is a bold boss move. And I like that. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll suggest it to them. See, we'll see if they, they run with it. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So, I have a couple questions. Ooh, a couple. What? All right. Couple. What? <laughs> um, if you had like an intern or like a protege that you wanted to teach, um, protege, 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 same difference. Uh-huh. If you wanted to teach them about how to run a business, what would be like the one important piece of information you would tell them? I guess. I guess. Look, it, it, maybe this is sort of cliche, but getting the right team. You know, having people that really—that's I mean, huge. Honestly, it, 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 your partner and, is friends with you for twenty-five years, and you're still friends, and it's still working out. That—that's—that's that's pretty huge, I think. <laughs> you know, and having people that that love what they're doing. You know, and so it's it's you know you want to you want to like we pay healthcare. Like I don't think most I don't think most small bre- <laughs> small breweries pay healthcare, but we kind of said, look, we can't. You know, brewery salaries are not very high. We're a startup, so we're not going to be, you know, your salaries are going to be lower than probably you get if you went to work for Google or Salesforce or millions of other companies in the Bay Area. But let's at least pay healthcare. That'll be something that'll be a, a benefit huge, for people. That's huge, honestly. So, so that kind of, you know, we're trying to adopt that kind of philosophy and, you know, I think with varying degrees of success. But um, having people, you know, having, having the right people on board, you know. That's what you're, that's what a company and a brand really are, are comprised of is the people that are, are doing the work every day. So my next question is, is what do you want to learn more about, about having a business? You know what, what I find is, um, and it's kind of, it's almost like a black box. It's like, I don't, I know there, so we, neither of us had, so Chris had been running his own company for a number of years. So he, he knew about starting a company and running a company. I had not. I was really, you know, I was working for a paycheck on salary for 30 years, basically. <clears throat> um, uh, so with regard to the brewing industry specifically, we've learned a ton, a lot of times by trial and error and going, oh, shit, we thought we could go with that size of a chiller, but no, we need a bigger chiller. So <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, whatever, it's only another 25000 bucks. We'll, we'll figure it out. You know, that, that kind of thing, right? Like, I know, right? Oh, well, actually, the fermenters are a big thing. So we started right. with 20, sorry, we started with five 20-barrel fermenters. I was about to say, you started with 20, wow. <laughs> right, yeah, no, only 20-barrel, right? Five 20-barrel, because we have a 20-barrel system. Gotcha, gotcha. Immediately, we realized we needed more, and we started buying 60-barrel fermenters. And as I said earlier, now we've got a couple of 100-barrel fermenters. So that just didn't, it didn't occur to us that we were going to need so much of that. So along those lines, and to answer your question, I know there's a lot of stuff that I don't know. And that's what I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> Good like, answer. Yeah. It's, it's coming, you know? And so, so I kind of feel sometimes like we don't really have an advisory board or anything. And yeah. I feel like, boy, I, I want to talk to somebody like, you know, somebody who's been doing this for 20, 30 years, who's, who's experienced these things and experienced growth. Like I kind of know conceptually what we're going to continue to encounter, but there's this big black box of stuff that, I just don't know what's in it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm keen to know what it is. Yeah. So along with that, you know, you bring up a good point about, you know, wanting to ask someone for their, you know, knowledge and experience. Like around here, the brewing community is really tight. Like 
mm-hmm. people always help out each other. What is the, uh, the the experience that you have had in the California uh, beer scene? Like, is everyone helpful? Yeah, it's it's definitely. I think it's very similar. I do think that there's a lot of people similar to us that have that are new to this. Mm. Okay. You know? Yeah. So, so you're all so, kind of trying to figure it out at the same time. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's the, you know, the Bay Area Brewers Guild, there's a forum and there's just constantly stuff like, oh, we need this. We need that. Hey, can you recommend this kind of this yeah. or that? You know, there's a lot of um, a lot of sharing of information. So even though it is a competitive industry, I think it does retains that kind of unique sort of collegial, you know, helpful, mutually helpful um, set it. of values, which yeah. is, I'm sure, a far cry from you working at Sega. I'm sure then you didn't Sega. call Nintendo up and say hey, we are missing oh uh, <laughs> these capacitors. <laughs> Can, you Can you please send us some? <laughs> right. Oh man, or yeah. PlayStation, or PlayStation. So coming from that industry and and knowing about the competitive nature of that, obviously the brewing industry, you have to be somewhat different. competitive, but <laughs> you guys are all in it together. Uh, does your area have a lot of breweries? Or are you kind of the only um, act in the area? Well, there's only one other in Richmond. Well, there's technically two. One is almost like a little backyard operation called Origin Brewer. Hey, Origin. Uh, so yeah. One, one woman it. runs it. Um, it's a cool place. She makes some nice beers. We see her at little little events and stuff Aww. like that. But, you know, there's it's. I think it's a one-barrel system maybe. Yeah. Um, there's another brewery called Armistice. It's run by a brother and sister, Alex and Gregory Zobel. Super Shout cool people. Out. Um, that's, that is a, a primarily a taproom model. Mm. Um, and so, uh, that's the only one in Richmond, but in the Bay area, oh, there's, God, hundreds, there's yeah. probably hundred, 150, wow. depending on, you know, how you define the metropolitan area. Yeah. That blows my um, mind. <laughs> yeah. 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 But anyways, that's crazy. Like in your small area, you've already a hundred. That's, that's a lot. I feel like. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. How do you, um, well, I mean, I was in, other than the loggers, I mean, how do you stay relevant with all those breweries right there? That's the that's the trick, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you have something that people find interesting yeah. that um, that differentiates itself. I mean, that that's probably why we're not doing hazy. You know, yeah. Like yeah. we are just we're sticking with our guns. We've been doing loggers since day one. We don't do it because it's like, oh, we need another thing to round out our tap. You know, right. tap handles in the, mm-hmm. in, the, in the tap room. It's more like this is what we've been doing, and we feel like. I mean, look at global beer consumption. If you throw in, I mean, what is it, 80% lager, 80, 85% in terms of volume? Right, yeah. right. So, I mean, when you look at the bigger picture, now, granted, there are price point issues and, mm-hmm. you know, things like that, but there is a there is a demonstrated need, you know, and a demand for lager. So for sure. I feel like if you make a good product, and of course, you know, we we took a GABF medal last year for this for this pills. We Ooh. won the gold in the California Crap Brewers Cup. Congrats! So, sorry, I said to get those in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, that's you know, awesome. Like flogging that stuff, right? Like we yeah. made little shelf tags with those two things, and so you can stick that in, you know, Whole Foods. Like here's our beer, and it's a it's a medal winner, and you know. That I mean, the wine people it, do that all yeah. the time, right? So yeah, that makes a huge yeah. difference. That of people when you're in an industry and there's hundreds of can- hundreds of cans in front of you and they all look crazy and you come across yours and this one looks neat and right to the point you know what you're getting <laughs> yeah it has a little metal i think that is a feather in your cap that's yeah that's the approach right try to have something that's a little bit differentiated and you know gives people a reason to to reach for it on yeah. the shelf all right so, so we oh yeah i'm actually kind of totally sidetracked just because i think it's super cool that you worked in sega 
do you have a favorite game like a sega game were you like a gamer yeah, somewhat but i mean <laughs> sonic for sure okay I mean, yeah, Sonic yeah. was just there was something there was something beautiful about that game it was so simple and so you know it was so innovative for its time i was about to say very innovative for then Did, yeah didn't look like anything else right. and there were so many copycats subsequent to it sonic one two or three Ooh. Mm, probably two okay good choice yeah. that's what i was gonna go <laughs> yeah. with cool cool all right, so I want people to find out about your beer. Uh, so where are you guys located on the internet and social media? And then if you happen to be in the California area, where can we get your beer? Uh, yeah, so it's East Brother Beer. Everything is East Brother Beer, uh, Brother Singular, yep. um, you know, whatever, Instagram, Facebook, you know, websites, eastbrotherbeer.com. Are you on MySpace? <laughs> we ask that every time. I think so, but we can. Uh, I guess are we on Friendster? Yeah, yes, that's the next question. Yeah, Google yeah. Plus, Google yeah. Plus, yeah. Yes. Live Journal. Actually, didn't they sh- just shut down Google Plus? I think they just yeah they did yeah they did yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, All right, but yeah. okay. Well, how about um, Snapchat? Should we be on Snapchat? I don't think we are. Or TikTok? Should we? Yeah, yeah. No? TikTok, yeah. right? Should we be on Pinterest? I don't know. Like. Who knows? No. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you go to our website, there's a beer finder. So, like, cool. just, you know, it's a Google map with all the pins. So, you Love can just kind of, wherever you are, just click and see what's nearby you. But, we're like I said, we're most of the, um, in the certainly in the Bay Area, places like BevMo and Whole Foods and Total Wine. A lot of, a lot of neighborhood groceries and liquor stores and stuff like that. Um, or you can just come to our tap room, 1001 Canal Boulevard in Richmond. Nice. I think... Post COVID, we're going to have to make our way out to California. Trip planned. Yeah, no for sure. Oh, there's, there's so many great, there's so many great breweries for you guys to, to go to. I mean, there's a hundred apparently. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to go for a couple of weeks, yeah, I guess. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Stay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's awesome. All right. Ooh, it's my turn. Last question. Um. So, what are you most proud of? And that's crazy open open ended. I, you know, I guess just, hmm. Mm. I have to say when we were at GABF and they said the silver goes to Bo Pilsy's brother beer, I, I said, I can swear on this podcast, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's I said, I, I jumped up and I said, fuck yeah. Like just, <laughs> I was so, I just, I was overcome with emotion and happiness, you know, because honestly yes. it's not, it's not, it, it is not easy, you know, running no. a brewery. It's not, you know, you know there's Definitely. this kind of belief that oh you know people are making tons of money and yeah, driving fancy money. cars yeah, and all that yeah. and no you know you're doing this because you love the product um so uh, so a multifaceted answer like that obviously super proud of that but, For sure. but i think just you know seeing people in the tap room um or seeing people post on instagram or something just just saying like hey nice job you know and Aww. like this is i like this i like this i'm enjoying this and so like just being able to convey, like, make something. It's work really, really hard to bring something to someone, and they, they, they feel, you know, um, they're 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 not moved by it, but they're enjoying it enough <laughs> I, that it. they take the you know they take the time to to tell you how much they like it. So it's like we actually are bringing a little bit of happiness to the world by doing this, and and that's um, that's a really good feeling. 
it's kind that of that was probably one of the best answers. Yeah, I agree. That was really great. I have to say, it's kind of like you went full circle with the entire conversation. You meant you mentioned that beer. People say, "Let's go get a beer." They don't say, "Let's go get shots." <laughs> and you know, it, with your last statement, it's it's so true. You know, people are enjoying your product together, and it's bringing them some happiness. So, cheers to doing that because that's awesome. And yeah, congrats for putting smiles on people's faces one I know. beer at a time. I know certainly when we cracked open your beer and we had our first sip, we all simultaneously so went good. like, fuck yeah, this beer rule. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we did, no, seriously. Did. <laughs> so, uh, That's awesome. So make sure you guys, if you're out in California, we know we have some listeners out there. We see you on the maps. We see you. We know where you are. Uh, make sure you try this beer because it kicks ass and you can't drink hops all day. I don't. I don't drink hops ever. Well, I mean, <laughs> just straight hops. Yeah, just straight hop water. Just straight, just straight water. This is a uh, awesome beer. So make sure you make your way out to the the brewing company and get their beer. Do it, please. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate you. Uh, um, you know, Anytime. I think most of the people you've talked to are like on the East Coast, right? Kind of in your yeah. yeah. So thank you for giving some love to the the left coast, the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're our first West Coast. Brewing company, so like oh, that's fantastic. Congrats! Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> First of many, really nice we hope. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. definitely. We're excited to do this, and this was a great, you know, discussion on West Coast beer. It's good. Yeah, and thank you for taking your time to showcase, you know, what we're all doing. It's oh. really great. Anytime. Yeah, this anytime. is what we love to do. Like you were <laughs> yeah. saying, you kind of love to highlight, you know, the good beer that you brew, and we love to do that. Too. Yeah, we do. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, cheers. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to our episode with Rob of East Brother Beer Company out of Richmond, California. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Thank you so much for doing that, Rob. We do appreciate you coming on the podcast and uh, we appreciate everyone who made it this far in the episode. Seriously. We have some pretty amazing things coming up for you in the next couple of weeks, but... You're going to just stay tuned. That's right. Um, you can find us on, on YouTube right now. It's us youtube.com, probably forward slash brew roots. It's all over our Facebook and our Twitter and yeah. not our, our Instagram, but it's pretty amazing. You know, you check we're going to be doing some new content stuff um, and we're going to be doing that stuff with the help of Small Pond Studio. So if you guys are a recording artist, a podcaster, spoken word, live band, solo artist, what else? Audiobook. Yeah. 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 Why not? <laughs> uh, our friend Jazz over at Small Pond Studio can help you out. Uh, the website is smallpondstudios.io. And uh, make sure that you hit them up because yeah. he makes our podcast sound amazing. He's going to make you sound amazing. Yeah. Probably even better than our podcast. Probably. Yeah. But, uh, Erica, who do we have next week? We don't know. That's right. We have no clue. <laughs> we'll decide in a text message thread or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, stay tuned. Stay tuned. And as always, if you like our podcast, please share it with a friend. That's the best way to get it uh, around the world or whatever. Whatever. And, yeah, uh, yeah stay like, safe. rate and subscribe. Stay safe. Wear, wear a mask. mask. And, uh, support local. Support local. Definitely. Yeah. Support local. Um, and we will catch you guys. On the flippity flop. Yeah, on the flippity flop. Cheers. Cheers. That was nice. I actually thought that was pretty good. Yeah, that was good too. Yeah. Solid. Ryan would say we had no energy. Am I right, Jess? <laughs>